Welcome to the Service Department News Podcast, where we discuss all the latest news and developments from across the service department, apart hotel and extended stay sectors. Hello and welcome to the Service Department News Podcast. I'm Felicity Cousins, Assistant Editor of Service Department News, and today I'm talking to Matt Luscombe, CEO of Psychos Hospitality. Hello, Matt. Hi there. Hi. Um, You've recently had um, a bit of news about um, appointing three new VPs of operations because you're having so much growth across Europe. And and I just wondered how that came about considering the last two years we've had and how difficult it's been to um, follow your expansion plans. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a great question. Of course, you know, all of us in the industry experienced just a a frightening uh, 2020 and it was frightening for all the same reasons as, as, everybody was frightened by just the scale of kind of human tragedy but also frightening because uh, as an industry we'd never experienced the kind of impact to our business that 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 led to i I remember that the the 2009 financial crisis where revcar in europe was back maybe 15 or 20 percent at its worst point um, whereas revcar in europe uh, in 2020 and 2021 was down more like 85%. So just, just a horrifying kind of situation. Um, in that context, I guess we, we, we tried to do you know, the right thing. Um, we we um, talked to our partners, the, the brands, our investment partners, um, um, our landlords, um, and, and, and we, we tried to commit and keep our promises. So we, we had a number of hotels that were under construction. Uh, we, we, we opened every one of them. Um, we, we kept the team together off property. We made an absolute commitment to keep um, SICAS's team, it's our value proposition to our investment partners to keep that team together. Um, and in fact, from um, sort of mid 2020 to the end of this year, 2022, we'll have opened or taken over close to 40 hotels. Uh, and I guess the uh, you know, one of the very positive upsides of that was that during the worst part of the crisis, when um, you know people were being made redundant, there was so much uncertainty in the market because because of that commitment to do the right thing, to honour our obligations, to to, to keep opening hotels. Uh, we ended up in the opportunity of hiring literally hundreds of brilliant people, uh, really brilliant people. And, and it was the best time in the history of the industry to be hiring. So uh, coming out of the crisis, we've got sort of a collection of brands banking new hotels, a collection of absolutely brilliant people. And I guess, you know, doing the right thing kind of paid off for us in that sense. That's, but it was, it was, it was tough. Yeah, that, yeah, it's been it's been very tough. That's, that's quite a, an astonishing story that you managed to, you know, carry on expanding and hiring. And I know that you opened the Marriott Moxie Inn and Residence in the dual double-decker, well, the dual brand property, which I think you call double-deckers, double um, in the pandemic in 2021. So... Uh, the the uh, We opened uh, a Moxie and Residence in double-decker in Slough, yes, last year. Um, and, and we opened another uh, Marriott-branded double-decker um, at uh, Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris, uh, which was a residence in and courtyard. So that's right at the terminal building in Paris. So, uh, yeah, a couple of those during the pandemic. Wow, that's, that's fascinating. So that brings me on to, to talking about this dual-branded um, kind of double-decker trend. I know it's been around for a, for a while, but it does feel like people seem to be opening them up left, right and centre now. Um, I I guess it's a US phenomenon and it's come over to to Europe in the last like 10, 15 years, would you say? 
Yeah, absolutely. It, it is really common in the US and, and, and SciCast has some bragging rights here because we were one of the first to, to, to do this. We had a, a double-decker in, in Stratford in East London overlooking the Olympic Park uh, that opened in time to the Olympic Games. So, uh, and, and as well as opening IHG's first double-decker in Europe, uh, SciCast opened Hyatt's first double-decker in Europe and Marriott's. So uh, we, we definitely got some bragging rights on that. And, and it's just a great model. I mean, it's a great model for guests because it combines you know, all the benefits of extended stay with the benefits of uh, uh, another brand, sometimes full-service brands. So they've got kind of more choices. It's a great model for investors because it, it sort of allows you to cluster operations behind the scenes and run the hotel more efficiently. And it's a great uh, model for our team members too, because they get to have work in a more sort of challenging and varied environment and take on more responsibility. So it just works for everybody. So we've had, we've had uh, yeah, a really uh, good experience and, and we'll continue to look for opportunities to develop those sorts of hotels. And how is the Marriott doing? I think you said the first dual branded Marriott in France. How's that doing um, so far? Uh, the, the, the Marriott's in, in uh, Charles de Gaulle Airport. Yeah, good. They, they opened only just a few months ago, so kind of uh, bang on track for, for the ramp up we'd hoped they would have. Um, it was uh, obviously uh, with Omicron in the months leading up to the opening was you know very nerve wracking, but I, I was there on opening day and there were people walking in through the door to check in. So uh, yeah, thankfully uh, we, we, the, the opening came just as the, the start of the recovery was happening. No, oh, that's great. Um, do, do you see any problems with supply for the extended stay sector across Europe? Supply as in construction? Yeah, or just like properties that can be taken over or, or even changed into extended stay. There's a few hotels that seem to be adapting and changing into a longer stay kind of... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so, so I mean, there's, there's no question that the, that the pandemic shone a light on the, uh, the advantages of extended stay. So... Uh, you know, because of our history and our, our sort of passion for that sector, we, we operate, as you know, uh, probably more than our fair share of extended stay hotels. And for that reason, during the crisis, we were able to keep pretty much all of our hotels open and, and most of our hotels at GOP break even. Uh, and that's only because of the bias we had towards extended stay and, and because they're almost designed to be, you know, isolation hotels, all the amenities and the guest rooms and the sort of select service model, they just work really well. And I think that sort of opened up a lot of investors' eyes to the attractiveness of the sector. It opened a lot of guests' eyes to the sort of just the advantages of staying in that kind of hotel. So, yeah, I think one of the sort of silver linings of the pandemic has been just a greater understanding of the sector. And I'm sure it will continue to, to grow and expand as a result. Do you think that um, at the same time during the during the pandemic, we've kind of come out with this work from anywhere kind of model and the, the, the digital nomad that everyone talks about? And, and, and when you look across the kind of accommodation sector, you have um, a, uh, the extended stay set, you have like apart hotels, service apartments, you have co-living with Adagio's um, flat concept in Paris. There's so many different um, ways to stay, it seems. Um, is this a reflection of travel, traveller behaviour and a sign of the times? Yeah, I, I think the, um, I mean, I, I, to a large extent, they're not really distinct sectors. It's kind of a continuum, isn't it? And, and, and we, uh, we operate sort of across that continuum and, 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 and find, you know, lots of commonalities in terms of the guest needs we're servicing and, and the sort of service um, that we provide. But I think the, um, yeah, many of the trends you're talking about are obviously really positive for the sector, whether it's business travel being perhaps less frequent over longer periods, 
whether it's um, um, people um, who are working from home more and, and have sort of more, uh, let's say, less permanent um, um, arrangements for where they live and where, where they stay at home. Um, yeah, it's the reality is all the people who were saying in the middle of the crisis, no one's going to come and stay in hotels again, were just wrong because, as I said, 18 months ago to somebody it's uh, nobody is sat at home thinking well this crisis has really convinced me that I just like spending all my time sat at home I mean it's, no one was saying that everyone was saying I want to go on holiday everyone was saying I want to go and see you know my colleagues in other countries I want to go and pitch for business I want to get out there and achieve things in my life so yeah I, I think that this the, the hotel sector and specifically extended stay I think have got us a very very bright future. And how how is that in terms of bounce back for leisure and business travel that you've seen across your properties across Europe? What what's been the market that seems to have bounced back first? Oh well, clearly leisure. No, no question about that. That's uh, you know, there's obviously a huge pent up demand for uh, to, to get out and, and 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 just sort of enjoy life again. Uh, and of course, unlike previous downturns, which have been a function of the wider economy and, and hotels kind of very pro cyclical. You know, this downturn, the wider economy did did fine. You know, um, and and so people had money, people had the capacity to come and travel, and certainly the demand to do it. So, it's been very leisure led. Um, and and what's been sort of positive about this summer compared to let's say last summer or the summer before was where there were leisure booms uh, uh, last summer and the summer before. They were very much in sort of tertiary locations or or more remote locations because people were trying to avoid big cities. Now. You know, we're seeing major cities like London, Paris, Amsterdam really bustling. And that's just heartwarming to see. You know, it's just great to see people being able to get on with their lives and enjoy their lives. Uh, I think the, you know, the corporate recovery will take a bit longer. Um, I've read stats that say it might even be till 2024 before it's fully back, just once you've factored in long haul travel and everything else. But um, yeah, uh, one of the other outcomes of this is probably this 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 period of time is probably just a continuation of the very long-term shift from business to leisure that has that has sort of you know uh, been a feature of the hotel industry for probably the last 20 years. It, it's just uh, a rebalancing of where the demand comes from. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but which which country um, do you think has bounced back fastest across? For, for your European, you've got five, you're in five European countries, aren't you? So which countries? Yeah, so it's much more locations than countries, let's say. Right. So it's been, the, it's been the major cities. It's been, you know, London, Paris, Amsterdam, where we're seeing uh, the strongest demand. Uh, and maybe in some of those more sort of remote locations that did really well last summer, actually a bit, a bit softer. But, but, you know, everywhere's seeing a recovery, but it's sort of, it's staggering in some of the major cities, which is, uh, as I say, heartwarming. And does that affect where you're looking um, towards next um, and, and what's in your pipeline and what's coming? Um, I guess to some extent, I mean, obviously you, you can't just sort of magically build a hotel when, when you're having, you know, uh, a busy summer. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that. We, we work as um, operators sort of working for the owners of hotels. So, um, you know, obviously we, we want to continue to sort of add hotels to our portfolio where we have existing operational strengths. So we're definitely looking to, to double down in some of those markets where we already have hotels. And how do you um, how do you achieve your sustainability goals as Cypress Hospitality, as a hotel management company? How do you match up all those aims and goals to to create like a, a, a sustainable stay for, for people using the, your properties? 
Yeah, it's, it's a really important question. And we've got lots of bragging rights uh, that we obviously use when we're responding to RFPs and so on, particularly because we've got such a new portfolio. So, I mean, some of the some of the technology involved in building hotels today is amazing. I mean, literally tons of carbon that would have been put in the atmosphere a few years ago hasn't been through the construction of these buildings. And of course, they're all constructed in ways that are very energy efficient through operations in terms of lighting and heating and cooling, and all those things. So, so we've got a lot of really, uh, I would say, good buildings. Um, what, what I'm really keen to do, though, is make sure that we operate them as efficiently as we can as well. So I, I think as an industry, there's a lot more knowledge about how to build a hotel uh, in a relatively environmentally friendly way and much less sort of advanced thinking on how to operate hotels in a really sustainable and sort of, um, uh, you know, conscious way, whether it's water usage, food waste, whatever it might be. So, yeah, I mean, look, we're, we're an industry that is a force for good in the world. You know, our job is to make people happy and serve people's needs. And it's it's a privilege to be part of an industry that's like that. But our one Achilles heel is we've got a job to do to kind of contribute to the wider global challenge of, of, of uh, environmental damage. So we definitely you know, want to be part of that conversation and, and learn from others and, and keep improving the way we run our hotels. And I guess, obviously, the, the hotels you take on will all be part of that that larger conversation. Um, it, it's something that that I, I find interesting: the standardisation of it, and and how you know, on every website there might be something on sustainability, but but there's not kind of like an overall kind of message from the whole of the the accommodation sector. It's just such a, a big subject to approach from from the bottom up, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I think everybody's trying and, you know, the, the, the brands are trying and there's there's individual sort of organizations that have been established. So there's a lot of work going on, but I think I'd be I'd be exaggerating if I said that as an industry, we've really cracked it. There's a lot more work to do. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think that's a fair point. Um, it's been great talking to you, Matt. Um, have I covered everything that you want to talk about or can you tell us anything new? Oh, well, there's lots of new things. I mean, I, I talked earlier about our expansion. We've we've tripled in size over the last um, three years. We're, we're now operating in 12 countries, um, more than 6,000 rooms. So, yeah, SciCast is just on a very exciting journey. Our, our core purpose is to build and develop Europe's best hospitality team. So we're out there sort of looking for the very best hospitality talent and some great hotels to, to help to operate and, and, and just sort of creating that virtuous circle. That's that's my job and that's that's what we're all loving doing at the moment. But thank you for the time. I appreciate it. No, thank you. Thanks very much. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Service Department News Podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with all the latest industry news, visit servicedepartmentnews.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter. Service Department News is part of the International Hospitality Media Portfolio.